And we're live, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning back in on It's Little P's podcast. Mm. What? No, yeah, you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so used to you getting it wrong every time. That's fucked up. You said it right, though. It's Little P's podcast. And you're just listening to it. Mm-hmm. Back at it again. Sunday, June 4th. You should, you should try to do it like the... Like a news recorder. No, we should actually come up with like an intro though. Oh my gosh, say it with an accent. Say it with an accent. Say it no, with an Indian accent. No, you can't put me on the spot like that. You I must... probably can't do it like that. I, I no. have been on this like Stage funny... fright. I can't. It's because Alex the other day came home talking with an Indian accent. It was so funny. And then like I started looking it up on TikTok. And now like I have like my TikToks are coming up with people with, like doing Indian accents. And it's <laughs> fucking funny. Hey, and if you listen to some dog sounds in the background, it's Binks' birthday. So he can do whatever the fuck he Happy wants. Happy birthday, Binks. He turns one years old today. Hello. Usual handsome. Big ass dog. <laughs> oh my God. Having a dog is interesting. It's a lot of oh work. Oh my God. Dude, honestly, it's a lot of fucking work. You know, I should have listened to my mom when she was like, no hagas un perro. And if, I didn't listen. If you're in a relationship with somebody and you guys live together and you have a dog, you're locked in, like, you're <laughs> trapped, because you are not escaping that life, honestly. You you have a kid at this point. He's your child. <laughs> He's our kid, and we have to, like, look for daycare and shit. Like, who's going to watch him if we want to go somewhere? I hate that. That's, like, the biggest downfall, I think, about having a dog. Is Because, like, it's a lot of responsibility, and you can't just take up or take off anywhere, like, spontaneously. We used to be able to do that. I know. Throw back to the Yeah. To the like, hey, let's go. <laughs> Go to Kansas City real quick. Just to you act like we Ikea. went out a lot. I mean, no, not go out, but we went to Ikea a couple times. We went to Ikea like one time. <laughs> yeah, I think it was only like one time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, you act like we go out a lot. But I don't like cats. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have a dog than a cat. We'll see. Maybe I, I'd rather just have no pets. Mm, yeah, until later on. No, ever. Like, it's just, there's really? just so much work. Yeah. I mean, if you have them trained up and they're kennel trained, like, we, I think we finally unlocked the cheat code. We are going to be taking a trip for our five-year anniversary this weekend. We're going to Colorado, going to go hike. And we were tripping. We're like, where the fuck are we going to leave this dog? But Lil P over here reached out to the Facebook group of the, the breeder that we got him from. And then this lady, I guess she does that for like a side hustle. So we're going to drop Banks off <laughs> for the whole weekend. Has a test run. Hopefully he does good. He loves being with other dogs, but he's just tremendo. Yeah, but happy birthday, Banks. Episode four. Lopi was like posting about the podcast on her Instagram and asking like people what we should be talking about. How'd that go? Yeah, a lot of people were actually interested in the business side of things. And they wanted to know how we got started how we agreed on it, like how it's been, I, I could probably read the full message, but yeah, along those lines. Mm. How, I mean, it's, business is cool. It gives me a better, a better purpose. Business? Yeah, it gives me more to look forward to. That really wasn't her question. No, I'm just saying like what, how I feel about business though. Oh. And like entrepreneurship. I think it's, it's, um. A better life to live than working for somebody else. I can tell you that. 
because you mean having your own business running a business having your own business do get being your own boss paying yourself working for your own money you know like that type of thing i'd rather do that than work for somebody else bruh this is why especially the first year after i graduated college and we came up here to omaha i worked a whole year and i only got two weeks off that's how it that's that's yeah. how it is always yeah that's some bullshit that's like the worst part of it i'm gonna give you a whole year 52 weeks and you're gonna give me two weeks two out of the 52 yeah so what? you gotta work for 50 of them and you gotta work for 50 of Damn, them you know how many weeks are in a year like that duh the fuck what do you mean duh i don't think i knew that oh my god how do you know that's just a thing you know I 52 I 52 weeks in a year how many fucking days 365 oh my god you didn't ask that no i didn't i knew that so 365 divided by 7 365 divided by 7 52.1 so 52, two out of 52, 3% of your time back. Fuck them. You're working 40 hours a week? Shit, nah, hell no. That's why I'd rather try and fail and try and fail and try and fail and then keep trying until you make something happen. So what do you think, let's say you didn't have a business, what do you think is, how many days off do you think you should have? I mean... Because, okay, okay, here, here's a good one. I think a month of vacation. Uh, no. Hey, so you're going to have a business. Mm-hmm. You're going to give your employees more than two weeks off? Oh, fire. Put yourself on the other side no, of I mean, the fucking table. No, no, because they, that's what, it's low risk, and it, it's just what the standard market rate is for time off, I guess. Like, no, everywhere you go, you're going to get 80 hours, mostly. Uh, some jobs are badass because they give you more. Or, but I know, but like you have, you, you can have your own business. So if for you, it's going to be what you want it to be. Yeah. But I might just three weeks. I don't know. Why I don't even weeks? know what, what our business is going to like fully look like. I'm not talking specific to our business, but just like if you owned a business, like, let's say I was, let's say you own Target. Would you open 24 hours, like every single day of the week? And then what would be your business hours? Mm. Business hours, 6 a.m to midnight okay and, and then, i would be open seven days a week so okay and then you're because you can be different like you your target's a really big company right so you can be different you don't have to go through the normal standards of all these other corporate companies right you can choose to give your employees more than two weeks off or, or what are you going to do two weeks but you just said that you hated that. Yeah, for me. So I'll go do something else. But there's going to be plenty of people that choose not to and they'll be available to work. That's fucked up. I think That's not fucked I up. think I would switch it up and you would still you probably even have even a more successful company at that point cuz people are going to be like, "Oh, like Target gives their employees 4 weeks off." Mm, I don't think it matters that much. Yeah, it does. At the end of the day, people are still going to find something to complain about. But it's it's not even about people Okay, but you're going to look better than all the other companies. I mean, I bet you there's hella companies out there now that give extra time off and they still... What? I'd rather do small business. I don't like that big business shit. I actually did hear... Um, this one girl was telling me that she has unlimited PTO. Oh, yeah. You were saying that. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. How does that work? You must not have an important job. That's unlimited PTO. Like, think about what that means. Unlimited. No, but she, she, had, she has a good job. 
But what is her job? Well, dude, I didn't, I don't know. She's like a manager. She told me she's a manager for something. For this, but it's like a big company. Unlimited PTO, like, that's pretty crazy. That's badass. I would take it. Yeah. I would keep that up and still do a side hustle. You don't have to work when you don't feel like it? Shit. There has to be a limit, though. Well, she said unlimited, so I don't know. Hey, shout out to all the small business owners, though. We just went to have, when we just went to a brand new taco place that opened up near where we live here in Omaha. It's called El Taco Loco. Yep. El Taco Loco. <laughs> and it was fire. It was so good. Yeah. The tortillas are like handmade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bomb. The tortillas are handmade. Their food is just tastes really authentic. And they had just opened like four weeks ago. So we, th- we asked the guy. When you say a month? A month. <laughs> five weeks. It was probably more like five or six weeks. He said a month ago. Yeah. So then they recently opened. Then he was like kind of doing too much, a little kind of. We walked in. He's like, oh, like, welcome in. Like, here's what we offer, this and that. Like, ran us through the menu. I'm like, okay, like, cool. But it's like, you got to hustle. You know, you got to make sure that people like your stuff. Especially if you I like that open. he was doing that. Yeah, it was cool. Um, he made me want to order everything on the menu. Yeah. I like the their torta cubana that I had. It has, like, fried steak and, like, weenies. All this shit. <laughs> and chicharron in it. Yeah, it was bomb. No, but shout out to all the business owners. This guy was obviously like Mexican. His name is Aurelio mm-hmm. from Guanajuato. <gasps> Guerrero. No, he said Guanajuato. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, but then I'm like, yeah, that's badass. You know, just making it in here to this country yeah. and then hustling and starting your own business. It was good though. Honestly, probably one of the best tacos I've had in Omaha my entire life. In your Omaha? In your Omaha? So in the past two years. <laughs> in your Omaha? <laughs> in the past two years in Omaha. Ever, even when in I in the had United States, probably dude. in the U.S. I honestly, well, obviously they weren't like the tacos in Mexico. Like, no, I have yeah. yet to try tacos that taste like the ones that I have when I go to Mexico. Those just taste different. They're fucking bomb. Yeah, like those tacos are actually when fucking they feed bomb. it to you on a tray that has it covered in a plastic bag. Ooh, fire! <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah, those dude, are fire. Like those, no tacos compared to that yeah. shit. But no. these probably came close. No, it was good. It was a different style. It was more like home style for the tacos because the tortillas, like Paula said, were like... Homemade. They were homemade at, with corn and they, was, they were like mano. thick, like a nice thick tortilla. It was good though. It was really good. Oh my God, the salsa though was so fucking spicy. Mm-hmm. I was spiced out. Like I was like, I was getting mad because I was so enchilada. I have a favorite um, quote of the week. That's in the end, dude. Is it? Yes, yeah, that's towards oh, the end of the podcast. You're man. getting two into quotes. Two motherfuckers. I wanted quotes. to just do that as a segment. No, how about that's like in the end? Hmm. Okay, fine. No. You're going to start it's crying gonna about it? It's going to be at the end. It's at the end. <laughs> Stay, the, wait till the end, guys, for my quote. For my cringy quote. Okay, so let's talk about how we got into real estate. I think it's two different ways. You, have, you got into it differently than I did. So. What do you mean? Because I already knew about real estate before you knew about real estate. My family had rentals. Yeah. That's how I got into real estate. How did you get into real estate? Mm, I got into real estate because I was a senior in college and I was kind of freaking out. Like, damn, am I really just going to work for another company my whole life? Like, bruh, this sucks. Just but like, even, at even what thinking moment about did it. you realize that? Like, what clicked, what changed in your brain that made you start thinking like that? Would you see? What? I don't know. I think it was like a YouTube video. This guy named Brandon Turner. I was watching a video and it's like, yeah, everyone lives the same life. You graduate college, 
you work for 40 years, you save up your save your retirement account, and then by the age of 65, you're the richest person in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck that. When you saw, what was it, like a commercial? It was a, it was a YouTube video. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to watch the whole thing. And then I just dove into that YouTube channel. Oh, okay. And then they had a podcast called The Bigger Pockets Podcast. If anyone wants to get into real estate and you're listening, find The Bigger Pockets Podcast on podcasts, whatever you listen to them on. That's Banks, though. Happy birthday, Banks. <laughs> I love you today. You're so, I'm so patient with you today. I don't even care. <laughs> it's birthday. He can but, do what he wants. Um, the Bigger Pockets Podcast start from episode one and if you're 10 episodes in and you still don't give a fuck then it's not for you (laughs) because that shit hooked i got hooked i'm like holy shit anybody could do this literally anybody so it was that moment that youtube video that changed your entire way of thinking yeah and then i was just dead set on finding a house to live in in omaha yeah so our goal was to buy a house as soon as we graduated college um, and we just broke it down. Like the thing, the quote that kind of got me there the most, not even a quote, just like the. No, the no, thing. no. But I don't think it went straight like that because I feel like after you watched that YouTube video, you read the book. You read the book. Um, yes. What the fuck is that book called? What is it called? Yeah. Thinking Girl Rich. Nope. Um, it's done with the Asian dude in the cover. Yeah. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. By that's what, that's what happened Kiyosaki. next, right? That is what happened next. I You're remember fucking up your own story, man. For real, it's my own story. I got to get used to telling it, huh? Fuck. Shit. I was, uh, it was the first of the year of 2021. It was like January in 2021. And I'm at Target with my parents. And I see that book on the shelf and I'm like, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? No, like, you went with your parents. You were working there because I remember you brought it home from work. No, my parents were there. It's my story. <laughs> Stay out of it. You're a listener. Fuck you. because you're kidding it wrong. No, I'm <laughs> Guys, apparently, Lopi knows my story better than me. I straight up came, you straight up came home with that book. No, I came home because my parents were there after work, and I was just walking around Target after work that day. There you go. My mom ended up paying for it. Yeah, okay, still after work. So I was right. Yeah, it was okay. after work. <laughs> I mean, fucked up. <laughs> Guys, if you want to just stop listening now, I mean, it's fine. Go. <laughs> um, so my parents buy it for me because I looked at the cover, and I was like, oh, this looks interesting, you know? The cover, fucking, I'm going to Google it. It said, what the rich teach their kids about money that the poor and middle class do not. I'm like, hmm, I grew up poor. I can't lose reading this. I was hooked. I read that book in like three days. Yeah, you did finish that pretty fast. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. You know, there's so many ways out there to make more money, like investing. Yeah. Like what is the best investment opportunity? But that book straight up opened your eyes to that. It was my paradigm shift. It was your paradigm shift. That was my paradigm shift. If you guys don't know what paradigm is. So a, a paradigm is like a, a pattern, like the way that you see things, the way that you have been built to believe anything is real or not. Like a person that's grew up in the hood and never has seen anything but the hood, mm-hmm. they don't have a, their paradigm is just the hood. the hood, like they have no other viewpoints and no other like perspectives on shit. And then, like, you make it out of the hood once and you see, like, all these badass houses and all these people with successful stuff and happy and all this and that. Or I think, I get, no, a better way to say it is, because, like, when you make it out of the hood, it's, like, it, you also make it out of, like, bad places where, like, shooting happens and stuff. So you actually see, like, nice neighborhoods mm-hmm. with, like, kids playing around and stuff. 
Yeah, so the paradigm shift is a fundamental change in the basic concepts and experimental practices of a scientific discipline. But anyway, reading that book was my paradigm shift. I kind of flipped the way I, th- I think about anything, stopped fucking around and like was like, dude, I got to set this, set my shit straight from this point forward. Like if I want my life to be something, then I got to start now. Yeah. You know, I don't want to wait till I'm 30 and be like, fuck, I should have done this. Or I wa- nah, I want to be, I want to be there. You know, so ever since then, it's been kind of foot on the gas. With real estate. With real estate. Like I, you were I, always, I was always specifically interested in real estate, single family homes, multifamily homes, but anything related to real estate. Because I, I, I learned like real estate, you cannot lose in real estate because of, and I don't want to get too nerdy, but like inflation is going to happen no matter what. And if you own a house, it's going to be worth more than you bought it for. If you didn't overpay in 10 years, no matter what, mm-hmm. like you, a it's house makes, gonna be worth more. Yeah. You're just going to gain equity on a house mm-hmm. no matter what. It's just as time passes. If you hold it for long enough, you, you're always going to find your way out of the, out of it with, with more money than you started. But that book wasn't just about real estate. It just, what did it talk about? That book was like, yeah, that's, like, my, that's my because, book recommendation. Yeah, honestly. Because like if somebody wants to read it, but they're not interested in real estate, like don't discredit them from reading it like i feel like that book was not specific to real estate no that book was not um so that book was basic it's it's a really good book it's a short read it's easy to read um it's about two kids that are growing up and one of the kids dad is a like a a regular nine-to-five worker and the other kid's dad is a business owner and the kid's dad that's a nine-to-five worker the kid that the broke the broke kid basically is like learning from the rich dad on the other side and he's like oh shit dad listen to this and that and this and that and like he's always just taking home like new advice and stuff and then the one of the quotes that stuck with me and i haven't read that book in like three years or two years at this point mm-hmm. and i haven't even opened it since but i feel like i should reread it one of the quotes was like the poor think i can't afford this and the rich think how can I afford this? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I have to do to make this a, a possibility? But the the poor just like shut it off and like, fuck, no, nah, I can't afford that. Next. Mm-hmm. But the rich think like, well, how can I afford that? Mm-hmm. What do I have to do to be able to afford that? Where am I at now? How do I got to get there? So like, it was not real estate related at all. Even in, in the book, I think the guy even said like, buying a house is stupid. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm. But. But yeah, so. And then after you read that book, that's when you were, you got you found your niche and what you wanted to do as making passive income. Yeah, because the main thing was just um, investing. Like that's what the book was pushing on you, and it gave us the quad the the cash flow quadrant. And I pulled it up on my screen just so I can talk about it. It's um, employee. There's four different types of ways to make money. An employee exchanges time for money. A business owner ex- exchanges other people's time for money. Self-employed is your time for more money than a than an employee because you're making more money, but you're still spending more time. Mm-hmm. And then an, an investor is just like passive income. Like you just spend money once and then it just gives you money forever until you let go of whatever it is that's giving you that money. So I was like, oh shit, invest. Mm-hmm. Or do shit that pays you more than your job. Find a hustle. Yeah. Legal hustle. <laughs> Just get your money up. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you got to do. No, but, but yeah. And then you went in with the, we went, you went into the real estate mojo. Yeah. So then I was like all about real estate. 
I was listening to it all day, every day. And then that's when you got into Brandon Turner. And then that's when I got into Bigger Pockets. I was yeah. Google. I was googling like real estate investing, search. Yeah. What the fuck is out there? You know. Yeah. And that's true for whatever. Like you can just search whatever you want, and it's all out there. But I did it for real estate, and then Brandon Turner was like, "Oh, house hack, best way to get started: buy a house, buy a duplex, mm-hmm. put three percent down." have a 30-year mortgage on the duplex and then rent out the other side and then hopefully what you're renting the other side for is more than what you're paying on it every month mm-hmm. so like let's use big round numbers right you buy a duplex for 200k you put three percent down so it's 6k mm-hmm. so you need 6k to buy this duplex your monthly payment is going to be like 1500 if it's a three-bedroom duplex you can rent the other side for 1650 1700 mm-hmm. and your payment's only 1500 Mm-hmm. So you're like making 200 bucks a month and you own free. a duplex. And you're living for free, which is one of the biggest expenses. Yeah. And that they were putting it that way. Like it's so powerful because you can leverage real estate. Like you can, it's so, it's a, like a commodity basically. Like so many people need it. Like it's never going to disappear. Like mm-hmm. you can make money in so many different ways. And that's when I was like, fuck. So we were looking for a duplex while we were in college, our senior year. And me and Paula were like, I think well, that we pe- were three years in dating at that point. Yeah, but I think also like, okay, keep going. Yeah, we were three years in dating at that point, And then I don't even know how it happened. We just felt so confident in each other or something. I don't know. We're yeah. like, fuck it. Let's buy a house together. Like crazy. Wait, you know? Well, like, no, well, hold on. Because it was towards, <laughs> you suck at storytelling, dude. Like really? you're, missing, you're missing like critical points. How am I missing critical points? So we were seniors in college. We were both getting ready to graduate. You already had a job offer. You had a secure job offer and you knew that you were going to Omaha. Mm-hmm. That's crucial information. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had a job offer. We didn't just move out here. Like yeah. That's how I was able to afford exactly. the house. This is how we're going to get to that point. Yeah. Oh, so. Okay. So let's say, okay, how did I buy the house? Yeah, or so what that, did we end up finding? Yeah. I guess. So like, this is how it happened. So yeah. Sorry, then, guys. This is all over the place. I hope you're following. But yeah, so you had a job offer in Omaha and obviously I was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to move here. I didn't have a job offer, but you know, we were like, fuck it, let's go to Omaha. They're like, what the fuck is there to do in Kearney? So then you're like, let's buy a house. Cause it was like, it was all happening during that same time frame. And, and my parents also too, they were like, yeah, you guys should try to get a house versus paying for an apartment when you guys go to Omaha, you know, which was shocking that my mom was going to let me go to Omaha with you, honestly, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> Side note. But yeah, and so then we literally, and at that same time, that's when like house interest rates went hella down. Like it was crazy. Like this all like just happened at the same exact time and houses were so fucking cheap and interest rates were so low. And ha- this is the time where like, you know, you saw a house in the market, three hours later that shit was sold over asking, bidding wars, like all this shit. Like cause low key, so then our next step was like, we went on Zillow. And we were starting to look at houses in Omaha. We were looking for a duplex because we're like, man, that's such a good idea. And then we were like seeing duplexes, 350K, this and that. Oh, no. Psych. No, 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 no. No, that's not how the story went. We, this is a quote that I heard, not not even a quote, and this is where I got cut off last time. This guy said, you want to do anything? What's the most important next step? And, like, there was, like, a, a thought process for it. It's called, like, Brandon Turner was saying, just identify what the most important next step is. And then he literally broke it down. He's like, you want to buy a house? First step, get pre-approved. Yep. Next step, find an agent. Yep. Third step, find the house. First step is going to be have money. No, get pre-approved. Have money. Or go to the bank because they're the ones who's going to borrow from. You're going to borrow from. What do you mean have money? Because you get pre-approved based on your income. 
Well, yeah. But if you get pre-approved and you have low income, then you know what you could afford. Or that's the first step, though. Go to the bank and then they'll tell you, no, man, you got to go work for two more years and you got to get your income up. Mm -hmm. Then you go back to the drawing board for two years or you can get a co-signer. Like, it's not mm -hmm. get your money first. Like it's, A co-signer who somebody who has money. Yes, but that's not what you're saying. You still need uh, money, though. No, that's not what you're saying. I mean, that's, that is I'm what aggressive I'm today. No, but that is what I'm saying. But okay, go. Step. And then we got pre-approved. And then we're like, okay, we live, we're pre-approved for this amount. Luckily, I had on a job offer and I hadn't even worked a day yet. And they approved us. Based on your job Based offer. off of my job offer, like on my potential income, mm -hmm. which was badass. I don't know if that still happens or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we look for a house. We're looking for a duplex. It's way out of our range. Like we're not even pre-approved for that much. How much were we pre-approved for? Do you know? 230K. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And interest rates were low. So the payments were low. Yeah. So then we start looking and we're like, shit, we don't have anything. We were looking in the 200 range. Which was out here in Millard and like the out west in Omaha. And everything was like going over asking by like 50K over asking yeah. in cash. Because like everybody knew the interest rates are so low. Like they're basically zero. Mm -hmm. Like it's a free house. So then we ended up making a big, I mean, I would say it's a sacrifice. We bought a freaking little ass three bedroom, one bath house, 900 square feet in South Omaha. Like mm -hmm. not in, in, the, in a C-class neighborhood. Mm-hmm just to just to buy a house just to have something just to, just, have just, a house to just to get started yeah but i think we should break it down like because people okay so then we got pre-approved for whatever amount we found this house and the reason why we got this house is because this house was sitting on the market for a while nobody ha nobody had bought it remember mm -hmm. and so then we're like we told the agent that we were working with here in omaha like hey yada let's like good did we even come look at it or do we did a virtual tour? No, we did We did a Zoom tour. Yeah, like a FaceTime tour. I yeah. remember. Crazy. Yeah. Because well, we were in Kearney. We were going to school. Yeah, we hadn't even graduated. And we were like still looking at houses and like texting like, hey, this agent. He's like, okay, I can do a FaceTime tour. Yeah. And we were, I remember we were in the house you used to live yeah, in. Yeah, senior yeah, yeah. We were like looking at the house. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then we literally were like, okay, let's put in the offer. And then we like negotiated because honestly, do you remember like the house, we ended up getting it for like 100K. Yeah, it was 100K. And then our down payment was so low, like 6K. No, our down payment was 3%, which was 3K. So plus we closing only, costs and everything. Plus closing costs and everything. We only needed like five or 6,000 to. That's crazy. At the closing table. That's what I think people don't understand. Like they, they think buying a house is so expensive, but like we literally bought a house with 5K. Yeah. Like that's ex between the both of us. But like, it's a, it was a $100,000 house in a C-class neighborhood. Like a lot of people don't want to do that, but it's what we decided to do. True. It would kickstart our, our thing. Like true don't be scared just make the sacrifice obviously take do, run the numbers and like go mm -hmm. through the scenario like is this really what yeah. i want to do like fuck it sometimes you just got to say fuck it and go and then our monthly payment ended up being was hella low our monthly payment was 704 dollars for a, th a house a three-bedroom house and everyone like in the area for rent was paying like 1200 1100 yeah. before like all their bills easy easily and so I think that's why we're like, let's fucking get it. Like, we're buying it. We bought it. Thankfully, you know how to remodel and you, like, made it cute. Mm -hmm. Or else that shit would have been busted. Yeah, and that's why. That's another reason why I liked real estate to begin with. It was, like, growing up, I worked on houses all the time. Like, that was my job. Construction, yeah. You knew how to remodel and stuff. Yeah, I've remodeled plenty. Like, my dad had a job working for this handyman in small towns by, like, Holdridge Loomis area small towns in the middle of nebraska 
and he was just our handyman doing all everything so that's how i learned and i was like oh shit dude this is easy now full circle I'm f- we're flipping but we all get there yeah but yeah anyway so then we ended up buying and then what we did is since we ideally wanted a duplex we still house hacked though oh dude this was the shittiest <laughs> 10 months i can think of it was cool we had a cool roommates it was awesome like it was fun it was cool but imagine we're renting out two spare bedrooms mm-hmm. so out of the me three and paula are staying in a be- in one of the bedrooms the we bedroom. only have one bathroom in the house yeah the whole house is only 900 square feet that's probably the size of many one bedroom apartments yeah the rooms are tiny yeah the, rooms the kitchen was tiny. tiny the bathroom was tiny but we needed a house we're like fuck it we're gonna find a house whatever it is mm-hmm. we get there and we're like shit you know like this is the house like fuck <laughs> we were just happy it was a house you know yeah we lowered our standards we're like fuck it, we can't find a duplex we well, what can we find like well what? we made it cute too like it didn't look bad you know and then we were charging our roommates super cheap ass rent too so like it was like a win-win for both of us mm-hmm. so we were we were renting out each spare bedroom including all the bills for 350 yeah that was like free living basically yeah with Wi-Fi, with electricity, everything, yep. three three fifty. So we were renting out the two spare bedrooms for a while. Um, that so was seven hundred bucks, which we, covered our mortgage. Which covered the mortgage. So me and Lil P were only splitting the bills. Uh huh. All we were us, playing was the bills. That's exactly what I just yeah. said. <laughs> like our expenses. That was the only expenses for the month, <laughs> <laughs> guys. We were only paying the bills. <laughs> just to make that clear, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and oh fuck. Sure. That's my phone. And that allowed us to save a shit ton of money that first year because we weren't really spending a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And then not even a full year later, long story short, we found another fixer upper house in a nicer neighborhood in Millard, like a pretty much B plus neighborhood. Yeah, that or was crazy A-. how we found that this one it's too. It's a really good school district. And another same, same, one, same way we found this one. Yeah, so then we found the next one. And I think how that, the way we found that one was kind of crazy, too, because we still knew that interest rates were still super low. Yep, you're on the right go. I was going <laughs> to say that. Interest rates are so fucking low. Let's go. And so that's when we were like, we have to get another one like right now. And like, let's try, you know. And we had been saving a lot of money because we weren't like we were just really paying bills. And, and guys, we're not smart with this whole shit. We didn't have any idea what the fuck interest rates even meant. Like, I was just on YouTube all day listening to people that were talking about this subject all day. No, but we knew what interest meant. Right, we knew, meant. but, like, I was like, oh, people were saying 3% interest rates, record low. Like, I didn't know what the fuck a, what a normal interest rate was. Like, yeah. I didn't know any of that shit. True. And the videos I'm listening to are like, if you if you can buy a house now, like, yeah, trust me. it's the perfect time. It's the perfect time. You're going you're gonna to think. And I remember this video, and it's like, if you buy a house right now, 10 years down the road, you're going to look so fucking smart yeah like you're gonna look like a genius and i'm like oh shit i want to look uh, let's go let's buy a house then like i didn't even know like this guy could have been bullshitting but like a lot of people were saying the same thing and at the same time we also joined these facebook groups here in omaha Mm -hmm. the real estate meetup group um the real estate investors association group and then people were just like talking and there was like a forum you know just people exchanging their ideas about real estate Mm -hmm. that's the best way to learn just throw yourself in and you'll you'll take something out of it you know like it'll get your ideas going Mm -hmm. So that's when we're like, oh, shit, interest rates are still low. We got to fucking go. And we bought the first single family home. This shit hypes me up. I'm like Mm -hmm. all talking all fast and stuff. Um, We were in our first house and legally you have to live in it for 12 months unless there's like a a real reason why you're moving out. Mm -hmm. So it was only like 10 months in. It was like December, November. We had closed on the house in May. So we had even been like seven months. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and we we're like looking around and nothing is available and we're like shit we saw everything was going for hella yeah, everything was still super expensive we're like fuck we don't have that much for a down payment yeah you know, like we had a few thousand over asking yeah but we were just all your disciplined you know with our money first of all that's one step you mm-hmm. gotta be we were like be, purposely saving yeah we were saving with this goal in mind you know yeah. um saving like crazy and then we, we are looking for houses and everything's so fucking expensive. And then we see this ugly ass house. On Zillow. And we look at the pictures. We're like, oh, hell. Correction, I saw it on Zillow while I was at work. I remember and I sent it to you. Yeah, little piece saw it at work. Mm-hmm. And, Don't forget that detail. <laughs> and she sent it to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're asking way too much for this house. Like, it needs a complete gut job. How much were they asking for? Like, 22? 220. Yeah, 220. They were asking for 220. And we're like, what the fuck? The house sat for a while. Like, we had lived in this first house for 10 months. Worst 10 months of our life. Like, it was a freaking huge-ass sacrifice. And then we were like, oh, man, these interest rates are so low. We got to go again. We can leave that part in. When we were like, oh, my God. Like, we're not an expert. Like, we don't even know what interest rates are, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then Lil P's looking on Zillow. She sees this house back in, like, November, October of 2021. And... We make an appointment with the agent, and then we come to see it with the agent that's listing it, and then they were asking like two fifteen, two twenty, I think, and then we mm-hmm. like we didn't even offer, I don't think, or did we? But I think you guys got to keep in mind that we were looking on Zillow for like the ugliest houses on Zillow. Like we purposely were looking for the ugly houses because we wanted a fixer upper. Yeah, that's how you make money. It's kind of risky going in, but it's. Yeah. It's, it's good to buy the house that needs work the, no, ugly, but yeah, the ugliest house on the block but yeah the ugliest house on the block is what we would always say but we we ended up coming to see it with the the person who was selling it the seller's agent charlie was his name cute little yeah. old guy shout out to charlie and we came to see it and we low yeah I, i'm pretty he was like telling us because we talked to him like hey does like this is a seller willing to negotiate you know, and he was like, no, like he's very firm on his price. Like we've had pe- investors come and like lowball us with the offer of 125 that we've gotten. And they were just straight up flat denied. You know, we've gotten cash offers denied. Like he wants asking is what he told us, you know, but we went home and we still put in an offer <laughs> for hella lowballing too. And it got denied, you know, cause he was, the seller was not willing to budge at all. Yeah. The seller was like just trying to hold his ground and never got any traction. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward a couple months, it's January now, and then we like, what the, what happened to that blue house? Like, yeah, like it just random thought, like you know. Yeah, because I was starting to get frustrated, because I'm like, no man, we need to go, like we need to find something, and we weren't finding shit. Mm-hmm. Competitive market, you know, like, it was tough. Hella competitive. And then it was just like good timing, divine timing, I guess. Like Lil Pete thinks about that house, we call him up again, and then like, oh, I mean, we're about to list it again. You know, the seller's like thinking about coming down on his price now. Finally. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, like, let's go see it again. And then we came to see it. By then, it was snowing out. Mm-hmm. This um, was, like, in January. This was in January. On January 16th, I have the photos documented. November 13th was the first visit. <laughs> <laughs> January 16th was the second visit. <laughs> wow. Good, take a lot of photos, guys. It's good memories. Um, and then we come, and then the guy's like, yeah, he's asking 205 now. Mm-hmm. We're like, hmm. He can't, we're, no, he's, the guy says... We're going to get ready to list it at 205. And we're That's like, the new Ooh. price. And we're like, oh my God, this is going to go like a hotcake. Yeah, at 205, we're like, oof, people are going to like it. Yeah, because of the neighborhood and like where it's at and everything, you know? So we literally caught this guy before he put it back on the market. Yep. And by this point, we knew how real estate agents made money. Mm-hmm. We were doing a lot of research and we knew because Lupi was going to become a real estate agent. Yeah, I was actually going she to She was my going classes. to the, her school yeah. at that point. Um, 
And then we're like, okay, like if we tell the agent, hey, represent us as the buyer as well, like you'll get double commission. You'll want to sell it to us even more. So you'll be able to help the seller like come down on his price some. Mm -hmm. Like whether that's the right way to do it or not, that's how they make their money. It was a win-win for everybody. Um, well, I think it's a good thing that new homeowners that are looking to buy and do the same thing as we are, that's a good way to leverage a deal. Like always just try to get the seller to also be your buyer's agent. Yeah, and find the house that's in an area that you would be willing to live in that's been on the market for longer than any other house. Because then you got to put yourself in the seller's shoes. Like, man, I've, my, my house has been on the market for 45 days. Like, mm -hmm. what the fuck is going on? Then w that way you could re... You could lowball them and tell the agent, hey, use me, represent me as the buyer and then represent them as a seller. So then like you can come down on the price some because then you'll be paying out. They'll be paying less of a commission. They'll be paying less commission, but it'll be all going to the one person. So yeah. they're like a win, win, win for everybody. Mm -hmm. So do that if, you, if you're trying. That's one good way to start. Yeah, that's a good little hack. Yeah. Little and then tip. We've bought this house, remodeled it all by myself tough times more tears you straight up skipped the whole negotiating part <laughs> <laughs> fuck i saw guys <laughs> all of a sudden we bought the house yeah we got it down to 180 yeah 180 he so guys think about that he started at 220 and we, he ended up selling the house for 180k yeah and we ended up negotiating and this and the seller should have told us like dude if you can if you can just push your budget up 500 dollars more i know for a fact he's gonna say yes because obviously the seller knows what the the fucking I mean, the agent knows what the fucking seller's willing to let it go for. Yeah, so we were at 180000 and then the seller's like, give me 500 bucks, and it's yours. Yeah. We're like, all right, 180500 Yeah. And then he's like, all right, sign it up. Write up the purchase agreement. Hashtag sold. And then never hit the market again, so we literally weren't competing with anyone, which was also a big fucking something that helped us out hella. Yeah, so we ended up closing in April. Mm-hmm. April 20-some. It was late April. Yeah. We closed on the house. Um, the minute we closed, the day we closed, um, I come and I get the keys off the, out of the lockbox and I start demoing. Yeah. Like right after work. That was a tough ass. That was another tough ass time. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> These <laughs> are sacrifices, guys. Honestly, in the moment, all the, whatever, the, the, what you think about is just like, fuck this. Yeah, so we bought this house and it needed a lot of work. It was everything was outdated as fuck. Hella. It was tiny. The lights looked everything was ugly as fuck. We posted a little before and after on, on Instagram, I think. Yeah, we did. If anyone's curious. On it was my like, Instagram. It was, so we bought it in April. No, I think it was March, I think. It was actually March, because I remember I spent all of March and all of April. And then like the first part of May. So I started gutting the kitchen and we're like, holy shit, after work every day, getting off work off my nine to five job. So I was getting off work at three thirty, four coming straight to the house and then it was go time we had we had to fucking go because we set our deadline we're like june 1st we got to rent this this house out because at that point we were like fuck we thought we were all like moving quickly buying two houses now we're like shit we have two house payments yeah so that's why we that had was a the deadline. psychology behind us like trying to push the pace so that's why we had so the deadline because we were gonna have two payments for rent at the same time two rent payments our old house and our new house. Because if you guys don't know this, but when you buy a house, you get like one free month. <laughs> yeah, it's badass. Yeah, like you get a, you get, you don't, like you don't, you put in your, like your down payment and stuff like that. And you actually don't start paying on your mortgage until 30 days after. Yeah, so like we closed in March and our first payment wasn't due till April. So we had all of March to just like spend on the remodel. Mm -hmm. That was 
tough. We both had our money that we had saved up. Mm -hmm. um, we put money into the house. Toughest two months of my life to that point. Because we were doing stuff. Because damn, dude, we were using our own money. Yeah. So we were. So we were like slowly fixing this up fixing up the house with like what we had in our savings plus we had just bought the house like the down payment and everything else yeah the thought process you know everything seems all badass and easy when you're thinking about it we're like oh no we'll finish this house in like a month you know we'll move in and easy <laughs> that's it yeah. a month in and we're like holy shit <laughs> we're not lot. even close so then we're like all right we got to change it up we need the kitchen ready mm -hmm. and we need our bedroom ready Yep. And that was like the two things. Not even fuck the bathrooms. We'll figure that out later. Oh my God. That ended up biting me in the ass though. Yeah. So we had a bedroom and a kitchen that worked. And then we're like, all right, we got to move in. It was like June 1st. And then I keep fixing it up. You know, mm -hmm. at this point, we're kind of living here. Mm -hmm. Putting the final touches on it. Tears. Stressful. No, we were actually crying though because this house wasn't ready. And we already had the other house rented out. Yeah. And we had a lease that was signed. Yeah. And they were going to move in. June yeah, 1st. Ba baller ass deal. The payment was 750 or 704, I think is what it is. And we listed the house for rent for 1295. It rented in like the first few days. Yeah, literally. And then shout out to Lil P. She was when I was showing it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Rented for 1295, still rented to this day. God bless. With amazing tenants. Yeah. God bless. Um, but, but we yeah. needed to get the fuck out of that house. And then we were like trying to fix this house up. We were moving out of that house, the first house, the weekend before. The These, day before they literally moved the in. day before they moved in, dude, we were fucking stressing, man. Yeah, dude, like literally two days before we were taking out all of our shit. I had my friend that was going to come clean the house come in Saturday night or Sunday afternoon, whatever, cleaned it. They moved in Monday morning. Fucking stress full to up the ass. Like we were crying because like this house was still a fucking shit show. Like it was not ready. No, at it was all. It was a big push, but it's all worth it now. We have a lot of equity in this one. <laughs> yeah, it was all worth it, but that shit was, that was hard. Like, we literally moved into, like, a house still under construction. I didn't fucking use the bathroom. I was like, I am fucking showering in that bathroom. Dude, it was nasty. <laughs> the bathroom was horrible. <laughs> so we had to get that shit remodeled, dude. Fuck. Yeah, but then uh, now we're living here. Still got more work to do on the house. We're putting money into it little by little. Mm -hmm. um, we were living through it all of 2022. We bring Banks home, our son. We got a kid now. He's one today. Um, yeah. Happy birthday for the third time to Mr. Banks. <laughs> and then by this point, I'm like, fuck, every year we've been doing something, you know? I'm mm -hmm. like, what's next? What's next? Like, I was always in my head. I was always thinking that, like, what, what, what do we got to do? Because in my mind, like, I had that paradigm. Like, I was listening to all these podcasts, like, 25 years old and millionaire, mm -hmm. 24 years old and retired, making 20K a month doing this and that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how are these people doing it? And that's when I'm like, dude, this shit is possible for anybody. Like, and listen to that podcast, man. I swear, that shit is so motivational. Because you're just listening to people that have done it. Yeah. And they're explaining, like, dude, I didn't even know. Like, I was just asking the banker, like, how, what do I do? I was asking this investor, what do I do? Yeah. And, like, you'll f ask your way to success. Yeah. And that's what we're doing now. Like, we're like, what the fuck is next? So we found um, what was next for us. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Yeah, but then at this point, you also got more information and you realized and you found out how to market to those owners. Talk about that. Yeah, so we're like, man, the market is so hot still. Interest rates are up to like six, seven, eight percent. So yeah, I was like, what what are we gonna do now? Like I wanna find a distressed property. 
like a really dis- distressed property. So I started using this pr- uh, software called PropStream. You guys can look it up. I was looking up distressed properties and I was calling owners of the house and I'm like, hey, do you want to sell your house? No, fuck off. Okay, bye. Hey, you want to sell your house? No, fuck off. All right, bye. Like, but you were calling, like just calling nonstop. Yeah, you were calling specifically um, in Kearney too. Yeah, I was calling in Kearney because I'm like, fuck. We, we thought to Omaha ourselves, was like, hard. Yeah, we're like, man, Omaha's so congested. Kearney, I think, is a good area, you know? Yeah. So then we called up this, this investor that I um, knew had a lot of houses in Kearney. Call him up. I'm like, hey, this is Alex. You probably don't remember me. Um, rented a house from you in Kearney. Do you have anything for sale? Is there anything that's just a pain in your ass right now that you were willing to, would be willing to let go of? Like, we could offer cash, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, actually, yeah, you want to come see the house? And we're like, fuck yeah. So I made it. like, you got me at perfect time. Yeah, he's like, you actually got me at the perfect time. I got this house that actually got fire damaged. He's like, but since you're in construction, I mean, if you're smart, you know, this could be a really good deal for you, blah, blah, blah. Come take a look. And he didn't want to deal with it. He's like, I just don't want to deal with it. I got so much other things going on. I'm like, oh, man, you know, I wish I had your problems. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to build that rapport, you know, yeah, just yeah. trying to build that connection with this guy. So, yeah, come take a look. And I went, fucking booked my Saturday, drove to Kearney, looked at the house. And then right then and there, I was prepared to make an offer like on the fly. Like just I had to trust what I knew at that point because mm-hmm. you're in the you're in the ocean with these sharks, you know, like. Yeah. Well, but you knew what, what the offer because you had already like had all the information about the house. Yeah. Like I had the information I, in my mind. I kind of knew how much it was going to cost to remodel it. That's just me. You guys could go to whoever you want for the information. But I just use my own information because I trusted myself. Mm-hmm. Um It was like two blocks away from you and K. That's how we knew it was like two blocks away from you and K. We get the we get the house under contract and then we find the money mm-hmm. like we worked with a private investor um he was able to fund us the purchase price and the rehab price and the rehab per- uh, cost so very little money of our own that we spent on this deal which is even way better like that's the fucking pot of gold like this is the <laughs> end of the rainbow find your pot of gold like find someone with money mm-hmm. that would be willing to lend you money and know what the fuck you're talking about yeah. So they can feel confident lending you their money. Exactly. So you can I make think more money. That's an important part of it. Yeah. So that's one. The psychology behind it. Like people have money, they need somewhere to put their money. Find someone that has a shit ton of money, in your network or network, and like meet people. That's literally what it takes. Like, I can't walk you through that process. Yeah. Like you just gotta like meet people. Yeah. Well, which if you're already in the game, you're like you're gonna meet people. Because you're going to be going to the Facebook and just goes back and stuff to the, like that, you know? And that goes back to the beginning, like, just get started, you know? Like, just yeah. learn about it, be able to speak about it. Everything else will follow. Yeah, everything else will follow. And eventually, we got in touch with this guy. He had a shit ton of money. He was able to lend us. Um, did, the, did the flip. Again, myself, lesson learned. Next time, I'm hiring it out. Yeah. And then at this point, too, guys, I think it's a, like you also, again, here with the fucking up oh with my the God. story. Might as well just cut me out. <laughs> But, like, at this point, we had created an LLC, and we had a purchasing agreement. Uh, not a purchasing agreement, an uh, operating agreement. Ah, <laughs> we had cut a, it. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> but at this point, you had, we had a, literally a whole-ass business before all of this happened. And we yeah. knew that. And I take credit for that. Yeah. Which, Shout out. So then why the fuck did you miss that okay, part of the sorry, story? Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, this is my show, guys. Back to the AJ show. You suck. because i I think this is where it got serious Mm -hmm. like we literally opened a business we thought of a name for the business 
Yeah, so this is when it gets deep. This is when we were like, this is the next step. Yeah. So we were buying these other rental houses and stuff in our own personal name. Just by exposure, just by meeting people and listening to what other people are doing. We're like, oh, shit, we need an LLC. Mm-hmm. So I Google how to start an LLC in Nebraska. <laughs> Zenbusiness.com. Start your LLC for free. And then blah, 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 blah. Ended up not being free. It was like 400 bucks because you got to pay like the state fees and all these fees and all this shit. Mm-hmm. I paid like 450 bucks. You just enter your information, what you're going to be doing with the business, who's going to be in the business. If you guys are partners, just answer the questions. And it gave us an LLC. Um, me and Lopi operating in business together. It spit out an operating agreement, our employer identification number articles of organization like all the documentation that you need all the legal documentation and i have no idea what the fuck any of this was guys like i still don't even know yeah but i just know it's in this portfolio a little folder Mm -hmm. that's given to me by this account on zen business like i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing still like i'm learning but like it's all there Mm -hmm. they guided me through it they said hey now you got to post this article in the newspaper that says hey we're this is our business we're we're public now like and that's a requirement for some reason in nebraska so i have yeah, to, that's so weird so i had to pay a fucking newspaper 85 bucks to publish our llc for two weeks and they have to show proof of that to the state so then we could like be valid and do business mm-hmm. so we do all that and then we're like okay finding the lender what do we need to do to, for you to lend us money. Okay, I need your LLC. I need your operating agreement. Mm-hmm. I need your EIN. I need your articles of organization. I need this and that, all these documents. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, thank God I fucking used Zen Business because it's all right in front of me. Yeah, like you had it all ready for you already. Yeah, and I had it already. And then I was just throwing it all in there. And then we're like, oh, shit, we have to sign this operating agreement. You know, like we're legally bound now <laughs> by contract, like 50-50 everything. It's yeah. all good. We're chilling, making good money. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the funny part because I remember even when I told my mom, I'm like, because, you know, we were getting serious with the money shit. Obviously, we were going to we were going to start rolling deep in with debt because this mm-hmm. is all at the end of the day. It's fucking debt. It's good debt, but it's still debt, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember I told my mom and then I was like, yeah, but like we're in a fucking like and we have a whole ass like business agreement to my mom. And she like didn't believe me. She's like, you're fucking lying. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, dead ass. Like. Cause it was like we're we're fucking legit. We're we're. Fucking <laughs> yeah, no, we had a business, and then like we borrowed money. We're able to get this property done, like just one step at a time, type of thing. You know, like make yeah. sure you got everything. Make sure you got your shit together. Make sure you ask people for advice. Blah blah blah. We got the house. We fixed it up in three months. We listed it on the market. We're currently not under contract yet. We got an offer that's accepted, but since we're doing it for sale by owner, the process is kind of taking a little slower. Than if you were using an agent so we're we'll going to be, be going under contract this week so if you're listening to this on monday we're under contract we're an escrow baby let's mm-hmm. go job ain't <laughs> finished till we close um but we'll be at the closing table in the next five six weeks yeah fucking lit this is a life-changing moment for me i swear, swear to god like this is i don't even know how to explain it man i felt like i was on the moon when we got an offer on the house like the, everything was just like the end of the tunnel yeah. You know, and just one step at a time. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We were just figuring it out as we went. Yeah, it's like the snowball effect, how, like, the snowball starts, it's rolling down the mountain, it starts small, but then eventually it's going to get bigger and catch momentum. Like, I feel like right now, once we close with this house, like, it's the snowball got big and it's catching its momentum. Like, finally, like, you no longer have to push it, you know? Yeah, like, just life is a game of momentum, man. Like, you just need to start, get the ball rolling, and then keep it rolling, like, and that's where we're at with our business right now. We're and looking for another property. T- I want to tell them how the name. 
Yeah, so we named our construction business. Well, we have we're, the thought process is that we're going to have a construction business for the flipping, a long-term hold LLC for all the properties that we're buying, um, and we're going to keep our rentals in one different LLC. We're going to flip in another LLC. And then we're gonna have like another like big entity covering everything. Yeah, but so it's, overall, but it's, the the main logo and the main name is just Tap. Yeah, TTAP Enterprises. TTAP Enterprises is the company name. And the flipping company is Tap Construction. TTAP. And, and what is T- like? I I came up with the name. Yeah. I thought it was badass because, um, I always saw this saying like thoughts become things like whatever you think about in your head like if you think it's possible then it's doable and then it'll become a reality so if you think about it make it happen thoughts mm-hmm. become things mm-hmm. so tt ap for me and aj and lil p mm-hmm. so that's where that name came from so that's so cute yeah we created it um now we're here looking for the next one i want to quit my job so fucking bad man yeah I th- we didn't really talk about how like I think it's kind of hard because like like they told us like how did we decide to do it together like going to business together but I think it it's kind of hard for us because like we both knew that real estate well, you know, you was know a good we way done? we, we could have done a Q&A yeah you had a lot of questions yeah but we're answering them mm-hmm. so the same shit yeah we probably missed something though yeah but like like that aspect of it like because somebody did ask like how did we agree to go into it together? You know, I think especially because we're like not married, so it's like kind of weird, you know. Mm-hmm. But at this point, we're like locked not in. married yet. Um, <laughs> and but I think it's hard for us, like I was saying, because we like both just like knew about real estate. We we agreed on it, you know. Like it would have been different if it's like if you or I like you wanted to do it so bad, but I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we were both just so down. We were talking about a senior year in college. We're like, dude, like let's just do it. Like fuck it. Like we got this together. Like forever. Like yeah. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it wasn't like that, but, but like we're like oh shit. Like we're gonna buy a house together. Like oh fuck, you know. Like yeah. all right, let's get it. Fuck it. We can't wait. Yeah. Let's go. Um, and that's where we're at. Um, there's a saying that I like to say. Now it's kind of back to the end of the motivation thing. Like we don't know what we're doing, but we're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. There's there's a saying that says every expert was once a beginner. Yeah. Every expert was once a beginner. Every piano player had their fr- every expert piano player had oh. their first time they sat in front of a piano. I actually have something fire to follow up with that. Like you just got to get started, learn, listen and read about it. Expose yourself to all the information and then you'll figure it out. Okay, so to segue off of like that what you were saying um that kind of goes to like if someone is better than you at something it's likely because she has she or he has failed at it more times than you have that's so true yeah like that's what it takes like you don't like you don't know everything in the beginning you know the the expert who once started didn't know everything in the beginning exactly he started like knowing not shit you know improvement anything is based on thousands of tiny failures and the magnitude of your success is based on how many times you failed at something the magnitude of your success is dependent on how many times you failed at something mm-hmm. bars it's fire huh don't be scared to fail obviously don't you don't want to lose money don't don't be stupid ask for opinions of other people when you're doing something don't be scared to jump in though yeah i love this podcast <laughs> i feel like we're at the point now where so we're random. like so locked in like we're, we feel comfortable even talking on a podcast now like because mm. everything else is kind of coming together for us like yeah. this is just where we're going to share our journey basically 
it's my show now. And you're just listening to it at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, take what you can from it. Take, wrap it up, episode four. Ah, oh, that's it. You want to? Um, you want to make it longer? I liked it so far. It's long. <laughs> well, we're at an hour, but we might be able to like trim it up. <laughs> so, okay, now you, before we leave, what about your quote you were going to tell us? That was it. That was your quote? Yeah. You didn't I, even I, let the people know it was your quote. Mm. That's stupid. <laughs> that's stupid. You didn't even let... The, what if somebody was waited to the end for that quote like you told them? Oh, no. I have a good quote. <laughs> what let's was go, it? Let's go. Let's go. No, it's a good one. Okay. Tell me your quote of the day, of the week. And this was on... I, li- I used to listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, but then I realized it was just too much entertainment, kind of random information. Um, but he had a lot of cool guests on. The quote is from Confucius. It says, every man has two lives. And the second one starts when he realizes he has just one. You only have one life. What the fuck do you want to do with it? Mm-hmm. Make it a great week. I think that's it for me. Unless you got something else. Alex just wants to go fucking eat his mango fucking <laughs> slices that he bought. Nasty ass dried mango slices. Yeah, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a cut now. We got a vacation in a month. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yep. Anyway, yep, but that is it for That's episode pretty much four. episode four. People were wanting to know. Just kind of how we started, what we do and this type of shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Money mindset. Money mindset. It all came down to money mindset. What's, what do you think is possible? Mm-hmm. Change your paradigm. Change your circumstances. Feel free to reach out with any other topics that you want to hear from us. Don't forget to DM, DM me or Alex. I mean, we read them, so what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Hit Just me up. I'm bored as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what you want me to say. But anyways, yeah. Um, have a good fucking week. Um, work hard. Play hard. Stay hustling. Be the best version of yourself. Peace out. Bye.